Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. A good day with DA. Hey, Doc. I do love the Doc. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. It's a Trash Tuesday and a good Trash Tuesday to you. If there is something or someone that's bugging you, tweet at me, DA on CBS or on the phone at 855-212-4CBS. Or on Instagram in my DMs. Just message me there at Damon Amendo. You can follow me and message me there on Instagram. Coming up in 20 minutes, you guys get an hour to Canadian bacon this morning. And in 40 minutes, we'll have CBS primetime college football. So some TV stuff for this hour here on the show. We were just talking about Matt Ryan, who just got signed by CBS to do some NFL stuff. I thought it was just on games. He would slide into the booth on some games. Mraz is telling me it's studio and games. And I'm thinking, I like CBS's studio show. At this point in time, I think it's organized. I think it's clean. It's not noisy and loud and rambunctious. It's not comedic. I don't need Rob Riggle in there. I just want analysis from guys I respect and then hit me with the 1 o'clock games. But Mraz is starting to get me think that they're trying to groom a young guy to take over for for some of the old guys. And I don't think any of those guys are old. And Mraz is telling me that Boomer and Phil and Bill Cowher are on their way out. I don't think they'd appreciate that. Oh, look. I mean, anybody who turns into their 60s, it's time to start thinking about life after them. Doesn't mean they're going to die. It means career-wise, it's smart for a business to say, we're not pushing you out, but we want prepared plans. Do you think that they've got prepared plans for when Jimmy Johnson leaves? Fox? Fox? Yeah. I'm sure they do. Maybe that involves putting Greg Olson there and putting Tom Brady in the in Golson's seat. I think you're jumping ahead a little bit. Out of the guys that you mentioned, Boomer, Phil, and Bill Cower, who do you think is the oldest? Phil. Really? I would have guessed Phil's like 64 now. Pete? I think it's Coach. I would have totally guessed Cower. But Mraz is right. 
Phil Sims is 67. He's 67? Bill Cower is 66. Boomer is 62. I mean, guys. All right, so Boomer deserves a little more respect. How many more years is Phil sitting on that set? Well, it is a little startling to see that he's 67 years old. At the same time, he was in the 1979 draft class. So that's a long time ago now. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like Phil didn't come off as old. I feel like Bill, I feel like Coach Cower comes off as a little older sometimes. Maybe it's because I look at him as a coach. Okay. And he was as a, an administrative older figure. And he was a young coach, though. That was the he other was. thing. Yeah, he was. Very young. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't think that's outrageous to say, you know, get young blood in here. And then the transition's easier. So you think they're going to bring in Matt Ryan to grease the skids for three or four years from now? to put him on the set as Bill Cower retires. Yes, and by the way, it's better to do that. If we learned anything from Drew Brees, it is that don't thrust these guys right into big spots, and Brees was doing on the set with Notre Dame and then those games as well where they could get crushed early. Let them be very background figures. Chime in here or there. The overwhelming main personalities are still on the set, and then that's how these guys get groomed up a little bit, and then they're ready to take over. I actually think it's a very smart play. So you're telling me give Matt Ryan Saints-Falcons. Yes. Let him cut his teeth there before we start giving him big games and putting him on set. Absolutely. Absolutely, because let's be honest, CBS is paying Tony Romo a lot of money, and people have come around to thinking Tony Romo stinks, and that thing, the bloom came off the rose. So you're telling me next couple of years – you give Matt Ryan a Colts-Texans game, and then right. you build a segment once a month called the Ice Chest. And then Matt Ryan comes in, swoops in, does a segment for five to ten minutes on a Sunday, which quarterbacks are playing well, who's hot, who's cold. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> who's cold in a bad way, who's cold in a good way. It's the Ice Chest and then, or, or or maybe which young quarterback is splashing? It's called the welcome mat. The well, okay. Boy, these are real head. Where were any of these headlines before? Welcome mat. Okay, great. So that's Matt Ryan segment once a month, week four, week eight. Maybe you throw him in there on a Thanksgiving, and you make sure you give him some AFC South games. Yes, exactly. Or when the Browns stink, you give him Browns games, and right. then. You're okay. Browns, pick, Raiders, he can do. Pick a random game. You want to do three people in the booth that game, something like that. Yeah, I think that's the play. I think that makes a lot of sense. And also then you have like those late windows. Hey, you want to send Boomer or Phil home early? Matt could do the halftime highlights of the 4 o'clock game. Okay. All right. And when you have like a Black Friday game or a New Year's Eve game or a Christmas Eve game that the old guys don't want to work, that's when Matt Matty yeah, Ice goes in. Come there. on, absolutely. Come on. What do you mean? Come on. I don't. NFL wanna... Network has the triple header. They need NFL Network person. CBS loans them over there. Boomer and Coach could be ninety, and I'd rather hear them over Matt Ryan. How, well, how do well, that, that's that's the other thing. Is Matt Ryan going to be interesting? I don't think he Matt is Ryan interesting was, now. No, Matt Ryan was good on TV in the playoffs last year. Was he? Yeah, he was fine. By the way, you know what's good? Not having guys who are crazy doing silly well, that's bits. That's for sure. Like he's just—he's a good quarterback that's seen a lot. He's not a total bore, and he can talk some football. That's what in the world is wrong with that? He's Trent Green 2.0. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with no, Trent there is Green. Not. No, there's nothing. No. And guess what? 
You know what Matt Ryan's going to do? Say yes on November 5th when the DA show is CBS to have a quarterback on. <laughs> I, I like that you're the guy killing silly bits, too. It's just enough already. All radio, TV, everything's just a silly bit these days. I can't take it. Just talk some sports. Yeah, coming up, Canadian bacon in 10 minutes. <laughs> That's We've right. got Trash Tuesday right. next hour. Stunned to a noose. That's I forgot. To a no- I do put on a bacon costume in 13 <laughs> right. minutes. You complain about oinks. <laughs> you sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick all these silly bits all over the place. So how about this? More TV stuff. ACC spring meet meetings are taking place this week, and there are seven schools of the ACC that are apparently griping, complaining on their Trash Tuesday about not enough television money coming in. Sports Illustrated and the Action Network both report there are seven schools that have met with legal teams to examine the league's grant of rights, which is... The contract that holds them into the ACC. You sign this, you're part of the league. If you break it, you're a free agent. So what has happened with Texas, Oklahoma, they've had to wait for their league's grant of rights to expire before they can move to the SEC. Same thing happening right now with the USC and UCLA. Those seven schools, are you ready? Which seven schools do you assume want out of the ACC or feel like they've got big stick energy and they can tell them to go scratch, we want more cash? Of course, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. So the three power brokers of the ACC, maybe not on the field, but when they assembled the ACC, Florida State, Clemson, Miami. When they assembled this new giant conglomeration that's known to the ACC from Boston all the way down to Miami, those were the three that they assumed would be the power brokers of this conference for a long time. It has not happened. Clemson has done their job. Both Miami and Florida State have failed at theirs. Florida State has had some moments. They won the national championship with Jamison Winston, Jameis Winston. But overall, they have failed miserably in being the dominant force or a dominant force in the ACC. But they still want their cash. Miami wants more cash. Clemson, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. The bit is the SEC just got that monster deal with ESPN that's billions of dollars worth. The Big Ten just got their big deal with NBC, CBS, and Fox. That's billions of dollars worth. That's a total of $7 billion. And the ACC is pittering along, and they've got their deal with ESPN, and it ain't worth anything close to that. And the same worries that you hear from other conferences like the Big 12, like the Pac-12, hey, we can't keep up with the SEC and the Big 10, we're getting left behind, is the worries of this ACC group because their grant of rights runs through 2036. That was their mistake. 
They signed a deal for long-term security when all of the puzzle pieces were moving around. They wanted long-term stability. They didn't want anybody jumping. And so they said, we got to lock everybody in. We're watching Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12. We don't want to get picked apart as well. So everybody's got to sign a really long deal. But that takes them through 2036. So still 13 years away from signing a new media rights deal. Now, think about where your media rights prices today, which you signed years ago, and how it would escalate every year from now on through 2036 and realize you're losing that cash. It would be like today knowing that, I don't know, you're 27 years old and locking in your salary to your company until you're 40. How ridiculous that would be. Now, you would have the security of working in the same place for the next 13 years, but you would certainly assume that your salary should go up and your earning power should go up every year because you're young now and you should just, it should keep going up. What the ACC did was lock instability, but sacrifice increasing revenue. So they're, they're going to continually get left behind. The problem here is this grant of rights thing. They're not going to win this. There's no way to win this. Because even though there might be seven of them, they're not going to act in unison. Because no league's going to take seven other schools. Would the SEC be interested in Clemson? Perhaps. Would the SEC or the Big 12 or something be interested in Florida State? Perhaps. Would the Big 10 be interested in Miami? I mean, you know, who knows? But is any of those leagues going after seven schools that include NC State, UVA? No, the answer is no. So if you can't act in unison, nobody's going to vote to allow you to be the school that breaks your grant of rights. The best thing the ACC schools, these seven, can hope for is an escalating amount of money that you get based on your success or the revenue you create. So what Clemson needs to hope for where Florida State needs to hope for is that they can negotiate a way so that they make more than Syracuse or Pitt. That's the best thing they can hope for because they're not going to break up the ACC with 13 years to go. It's not going to happen. So the best thing they can hope for is bigger schools, more revenue, make more of the pie than the smaller schools. The issue there, though, is you get a Longhorns Network situation. And the Big 12 was always torn apart politically, internally, revenue-wise, because the Longhorns had their own network and nobody else did, and everybody hated their guts for it. The problem here is that Florida State's banging the drum, we deserve more money. Miami banging the drum, we deserve more money. Yeah, well, it would help if you guys won more. It would help if the ACC was in Clemson and uh, Wake Forest in an ACC title game. It would help if you actually challenged for supremacy. The issue that the ACC has dealt with is when you think of them as a football conference, forget basketball, where would you rank the ACC? Who would you prefer to have a television contract with? Well, first of all, you'd love to have the SEC because you know you get Bama, you get LSU, 
you get Florida, you get Georgia, you get Auburn, you get all these schools that have competed for national championships. Okay, and now you'll get Texas and Oklahoma. In the Big Ten, you get Ohio State, you get Michigan, you get Penn State. Those are massive brands with football appeal coast-to-coast that compete for playoffs and national championships in the top five rankings of the country. You go to the ACC and you got Clemson and, you know, we hope that we hope that Miami can win eight games a year. You get to Clemson and go, well, you know, hopefully the season isn't over by Halloween for Florida State. You get done with Clemson and go, oh, you know, hopefully that Friday night game against Syracuse might be tough because it's at the Carrier Dome. Or, you know, that that random Saturday that you're not even paying attention to because there's a million other good games, Clemson's getting a scare from Louisville. You know, that's, that's not a football conference. And that's the issue, is that the value of the ACC has never been nearly what the SEC or the Big Ten wants. And this is the problem with the other conferences that look at that money and go, we want some of that money. Yeah, well, you're not as good as those, those programs. You're not the same. You're not the same content. I think I'm a pretty good mark for this. I love college football and my schools in the ACC. How much ACC football do you think I watch? Clemson games, then uh, wake me up. Wake me up with the SEC days over. You know, it's like why would I watch that? So. What, what are you banging the drum for? We we want more money. Okay, you want to go to the SEC? They're not going to let you out of this contract. It's not going to happen. you got 13 years to go. You want more money? Well, maybe somebody outside of Clemson should have gotten their asses in gear and their act together to actually win some more games to make it a more relevant product. I just want to say in closing, while everything you said is perfect, I think you totally missed on a headline here. Oh, let's see. My headline was... Going Coastal. Going Coastal is what you will read if you download this show on podcastable form. Reminder to everybody, go download the DA Show podcast after the show. And if you're watching. And if you're watching. On the simulcast. I know. I'm Anybody listening, I'm just telling you that's where you would see this as well. DA, how does somebody like you, when talking about teams potentially leaving the conference, not give us ACC later? Hmm. Like AC Slater. ACC later. It's not funny. No, no, no. That's not a try. No, no, no. I, th- I thought you were trying to do a see you later. No, no, no. AC Slater. AC later. ACC later. I would have gotten crushed on that one. No, you wouldn't have. That's a home run. Going Thanks. coastal is way better. Are you nuts? For I am your not TV nuts. Show? No way. I was very proud of going coastal. Like going postal. You're the 80s and early 90s TV guy. It's not that pun doesn't make any sense. Later, like we're leaving the ACC. AC later. No, it has to be ACC later. It doesn't have to be, but if you want. It could be AC later, and you would have said that's an ACC headline? No, I would have still put ACC in there, but people would have understood it. ACC later. ACC later? (laughs) You don't have to to put the ya, then you're making it too wordy. It's ACC later. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What is so funny? He you. missed a golden opportunity here. Going coastal is a million times better, is it easily, not? Easily, easily. Golden and opportunity. Pete, what do you always say? If you need to explain the, the joke, joke, it's not, not funny. Joke. I mean, you still haven't even said it cleanly <laughs> two times because in a row. You'd have to re- it's more of something you would read and you would get it. ACC later.
Like AC Slater. But you first said AC later. Well, could you could go either one. I know it's the ACC, but I think people would have understood AC later instead uh, of AC you, Slater. How do you spell it? Later, like the teams are leaving. Later. Yeah, which is why <laughs> I, I thought you were going part. with ACC later. But going coastal is absolutely better than all of those. There are a few things DA is. He's the defend Oakland guy. He's the give me grass fields guy. He's the everything 80s uniforms guy. And he's the I respect all TV from the 80s, early 90s guy. That's, that doesn't mean to shoehorn. No, no. That means any there. chance to make sure he continues to represent that being his his leading topics you got to capitalize. This was a golden opportunity to drop an A.C. Slater reference, no, and you blow it. It's not a good reference. It's, it's not, not a good joke. If yep. it was a good joke, I would agree Going with you. Going coastal? Yeah, Why, that's we good. Use that? I think Close. we use that every time we do an ACC story. I've never used that before. Oh, come on. I, ask Cap. Cap is the, well, or ask DA Show quotes. Those are the official <laughs> historians of the program. I don't think I've used Going Coastal. I, I mean, well, I feel like I've seen it before. You know, but ACC leader, <laughs> and the fact you give me a nope. tuba on that is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, because that it was stinks. not me looking to set up a one timer here. It was telling you you missed a spot. Yeah, it stinks. That's why. <laughs> Check the dugout for a better joke. It stinks. Oh. That stunk. That really stinks. And he, and he interrupted Barf. you to tell you that you were wrong. Here's well, I a better from one. The closest thought it was, and well, it was it terrible. Was it was really terrible. And you have some good puns for these, but that one was a. Brutality. I will not stand for this. There is a kid whipping around Tulsa right now in a car. Who doesn't even know who AC Slater is? He's binged it. He's binged the show. He's binged it. Well, they did reboot it, didn't they? Yeah, and he's saying Mraz right again. Tuscaloosa, Tulsa, Reno. Yesterday was Portland, Maine. Right. Yeah. Where's the next small town kid that's listening to Today was Tulsa, but we'll see for Canadian bacon. Might be the kid in uh, Peterborough. Peterborough what? Yeah, Canada. Peterborough, Ontario. Gotcha. The kid in Peterborough. <laughs> you should. You don't mean Teterborough Airport? No, no, Peterborough. It's it's in, it's on the way between Hamilton and Toronto. Sure. <laughs> and wh- and why that town? Giving you Canadian bacon. I, I, see, I, I, I always see. reference the kids in the south, but the kids in Canada, they care about the Canadian bacon too. Is that the crust belt? Hamilton to Peterborough to Ottawa, you say? And then on a no, Boise? Toronto. Because you have the Hamilton River Cats and the Toronto Argonauts. Tiger Cats. Okay, and then in between there, if you're, if you're driving through Buffalo, you give a honk and a wave to Hamilton. You pull over Thunder the side the of the road. <laughs> there's a Tim Hortons near Peterborough. Thunder, then you hook it right around that the lake there, yep. and you get to Toronto. And if you keep going, really, you'll eventually get to Quebec City. <laughs> Yeah. Well, coming up here, <clears throat> this is for all the youth in North America, Peterborough, Ontario. World. Coming yeah. up here next, Canadian Bacon, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. The only issue with this new open is we don't get upside down Mike going, I feel alive! Ah! 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 Nonetheless, it is time for Canadian Bacon. A game seven last night. Stars and Kraken. Let's get Kraken. Here's Morass. It was a happy Monday, boys and girls, from San Antonio to El Paso, Houston to Fort Worth, Kalamazoo to Dallas 2. Game 7 was on the air to determine who was headed to the Western Conference Finals. Phillips said Grubauer would put the screws to the Stars offense in the first period, shutting out the home team. And the other net, there was no more after hours for Jake Dave Ottinger as he blanked the Kraken. The first period would be scoreless thanks to great goaltending, but second periods and goals in this postseason have been a perfect combo. Like salt and pepper? Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goals! Okay then, chillin', chillin', mind of my business. Yo, Salt, I look around and I couldn't believe this. You make me want to roop, roop, a roop, roop, a roop, roop, a roop, a roop, a on Ottinger, who'll keep it going with the stick and then lift it out by Dallas. 4.05 and counting, giveaway. Here's Hintz, he's in, he scores! Rupe Hintz! Rupe Hintz gets on the board first to give the Stars a one to nothing lead. The game would remain one to nothing heading into the third period. By the way, that was Hintz's ninth goal of the postseason. The third period was as tense as a fight at the OK Corral, which is probably why Wyatt Earp Johnston fired the deadliest shot of them all. He'll flip it all the way down the ice. First to it is Wyatt Johnston, and a backhand. He scores! What a shot! Wyatt Johnston upstairs. And with 7-12 left in the third period, how big is that? Makes it a 2-0 lead. 
Yeah, the line dancing parties would be on in Dallas as they had a two-goal lead with time ticking away. Oliver Bjork stranded a meaningless goal in for the Kraken with 19 seconds left, and that would end a 2-1 to Stars Game 7 victory. Stars coach Pete DeBoer is a real pig when it comes to Game 7s. DeBoer improved to 7-0 in Game 7s. This was his fourth different team he led to a win in Game 7. Daryl Sutter and Scott Bowman are the only other coaches to do that. For the second year, Kraken, though, it's a whole new world, as Yanni would sing to us post-game. Super proud of these guys. They battled hard the whole year, and every time we, we stepped up, we never quit. Um, young guys stepped up, older guys stepped up, everyone did, and it's, it's been a lot of fun playing with these guys. Yanni Gord and the Kraken will not be overlooked next year, but for now, the Stars and Knights will settle the West, beginning with a Game 1 on Friday night. And for the final time until Friday morning, that is your Canadian bacon. Okay! Pete, one oink, two oinks, three oinks, four oinks, four and a half oinks. Wow! A very successful Canadian bacon four and a half oinks. Well, let's go through this, shall we? Fine tooth comb. Number one, obviously bonus points for the DA show open. Well done. Number two, I really enjoyed Phillips head Grubauer put the screws to the Kraken. That was very good. Major points for a real deep cut after hours joke. It was after hours with Dave Ottinger, did you say? That's Jake Ottinger yeah. and not Dave Ettinger. So Amy, Amy's, one of Amy's old producers was Dave Ettinger. Correct. And Mraz used a Jake Ottinger, Dave Ettinger joke. So that's, again, the deepest of the deep cut. I mean, seven people in North America might have gotten <laughs> yeah. that one. So that was really good. Now... Let's get to the singing. <laughs> First, salt and pepper. This is in my wheelhouse, an early 90s R&B slash hip-hop pop song. I think it's so bad it's good. I think. When you said, what's my weakness? <laughs> Goals. <laughs> that was so bad. I think I love it. What's my weakness? Goals! Goals. Okay. <laughs> that was so bad. How did you come up with that? Well, his name is Rupe Hints. I've done enough dropping Hints jokes as his ninth goal of the playoffs. He's been featured a lot. So, hey, we've had a lot of second period goals in NHL playoffs. It's a combination like salt and pepper. That was my lead-in. And then I figured instead of shoop, shoop. Yeah, how did you get the salt and pepper? Okay, I will read the line again. I just didn't understand well, where this it, came but from. Rupe oh, became oh, shoop. Right, right. That's... Rupe hints instead of shoop. Shoope. Rupe. So here would be my <laughs> minor critique on this. I get Rupe and shoop, but then like if you as we go with them backwards to the beginning, if that makes sense, I don't think. <laughs> scoring in the second period is like salt and pepper. Like that's well, yeah. that's a stretch. That's a really a stretch. lot of the goals in this series have happened in the second period. I'm sure they have, but I don't. They're not second periods and goals in this postseason have been a perfect combo, like salt and pepper. Yeah, I don't, here I, I go, here I go, here I go again. 
Girls, what's my weakness? Goals. So that's the second period singing right there? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that's the second period singing in unison about all the goals being scored. Yeah. Inside the second period. All right. I still... It's not a direct line. <laughs> but you've done worse. <laughs> I was just saying something. And then we get... To the end, which it was kind of professional at the end. Not a lot of jokes in the final stanza of this. Well, I gave you the historical reference. I think you guys are going to give me a lot of credit for. Which was? The Wyatt Earp at the OK Corral. Yeah. I like yeah. the, the Pete DeBoer. I didn't know that factoid. 7-0 mm. in Game 7. Yeah. So that's a really good factoid. He's a real pig in them. Now, when you, when you get to It's a Whole New World, did Yanni sing that? No, I'm glad you mentioned this. So that's like a... You can't hmm. mix metaphors here. You sang a Disney song and then said Yanni would sing, which is a reference to Yanni Gord. But when you say it that way, the only way to hear it is that Yanni sang A well, Whole New World and he didn't. Yeah. The Whole New World is a wink, wink. I tried to do, me and Bogus had talked about this. Right. Yesterday, your Moana take. So I wanted to see if you would understand that that was a Disney song. But Yanni is known for music, and he was speaking. So it wasn't the most literal. Yes, Yanni didn't sing A Whole New World. But it is a whole new world for the Kraken that they're a playoff team. It's a Disney wink at you for not knowing Disney. But Yanni happened to be the guy speaking post-game, so it just fit the same I song. know Disney. I just don't know Moana. Right. Yeah. And Do you but, know A Whole New World? Yeah. That's well, Aladdin. Okay, and it, but it, but it ends up not fitting because I would think nine out of ten people went. Yanni didn't sing that. <laughs> In fact, Yanni doesn't sing. Right? Doesn't he play an instrument? Yes. Ooh, good point. So, like to me, the joke might have been if you wanted to play Yanni Gord, lead into it like it's going to be a soundbite, and then have the violin just go and be like, "That's a good point on Game Seven. Like. But when you combine a Disney song and a Yanni reference, it gets confusing. <laughs> and then he never sings. Right. And he doesn't, oh, well. on top of that, he never sings. Right. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's I, I was waiting for him to sing. Pete, four and a half, that was a good score. Yeah, yeah, good job. But uh, roundabout ways to get to the songs, that was my critique. Mm. But but everything else was fine. I thought yesterday's was better. No. And Pete got down a three and a half. No, I, I thought today was a, a little, a, a, some different things. I like different Add some different elements to the to the equation, and some some pass elements. The Phillips head screwdriver thing, uh, but I thought it was I thought it was, the writing was good. It, it was a good uh, bacon. And I, I also this is a two one game standalone game. There was no need for me to go on and on and on. I gave right. you what you needed. You didn't want to Carlos with a kid. Yeah, in mm. and out. So Pete, you liked girls. What's my what's my weakness? Goals. Goals. <laughs> Like I said, there was a roundabout way to get that song in there. It probably wouldn't have been my choice to use, but I, you know, salt and pepper, that's fine. There were a lot of uh, voice fluctuations in this one. Yeah. That didn't warrant fluctuations. Wow. Now, Dixieland Dan, who's known as Scientist Dan, says, Mm. I'm done. I'm just done, which is very dramatic. Dan tends to be very dramatic. So you liked it. A four and a half, that's a five. That's a five, a four, seven, five at a worst. Wow. The oink grading system has gotten out of hand. What does this man have to do? No stumbles, full of energy, terrible puns. It was exactly what Canadian bacon is supposed to be. Hashtag done for the bacon. He's not wrong. Well, he might be a little wrong because I well, you think all these a, things are hilarious. Also, how can you be done with the broken grading system when you admit it could be a 4.75 and you got a 4.5? 
Yeah, I mean, we're a, quarter oink, we're a quarter oink off, and you're th just saying, this is broken. It's gotten out of hand. <laughs> yeah. I can't live like this. Dixieland is throwing Meisterbrow cans against the garage. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It needed to be a 475 minimum. Why must you crush my spirits and break me, Pete the Body? I mean, come on. He's right, though. When a quarter oink's needed, a quarter oink's needed. <laughs> but I don't see how this is a, a full oink better than yesterday. Well, but so, but you can't drag down this today because Pete was off with his grade yesterday. I'm not dragging this one down. I just thought yesterday was yesterday. better. And Pete's got this one as a full oink better. I didn't think Pete and I were that apart on what's required of you in this segment. I can like different things. Here's the thing. I, 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 I can today. DA's line didn't drop today. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can like different things. <laughs> and that, that's like, my that's my, and that's that, my opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> I love my opinion. JD says trash this guy singing during Canadian bacon. Karaoke bars wouldn't even allow you to sing that bad. Hashtag stop singing. <laughs> this might be my favorite tweet in years because it says trash this, this guy, guy singing. <laughs> oh, break out the hazmat suit. <laughs> How little do you have to listen to the show I to not you. know Mraz is the guy trash singing? And he's got the kid next to him on the way to school listening for the first time. <laughs> this guy singing. Who is this guy singing? Well, he's been part of the show for 10 years. Is that salt or pepper, Daddy? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> What's my weakness? No, it's probably a guy, a cast member from Hamilton who sings all the time. Your weakness is dribbling. Put that bit back on, kid. By the way, Timbo Slice says, Mraz, tell him Hamilton and Peterborough are not near each other. They're like two hours apart. That's relatively close. New York and Philly are two hours apart. They're near each other. Actually, he says... Peterborough is two hours past Hamilton. And most people are voting for going coastal. Drew LeBlanc says Mraz is not even close. Sends a map of the three places that you cited. Hamilton, Toronto, and Peterborough. And Peterborough is not in between the two. Hamilton and Toronto, which you said. I was off a little bit. Nonetheless, there's still a kid in the car. Peterborough is pet. Toronto's in between the other two. Really? Yeah, it goes Hamilton, Toronto, then Peterborough. So you've probably never driven through Peterborough like you claim. Oh, or I waved I at it from across Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw the sun. Maybe it was just Peterborough this way. <laughs> <laughs> Hook a left at the Bill Stadium, a little hat tip to Peterborough. The Mirage map <laughs> would have a key in the bottom right that says two hours. So like it's to a, everywhere. To everywhere. So you put it in, in certain yep. locations. That's right. It's two hours everywhere. That's right. Bogues has headlines. And these are sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. With 40 weekly recipe options, there's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash Skate 16. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Got to do? Got to do with it. Hey, 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 hey. Got to do? Got to do with it. Fair question, Mr. T. Uh, the Western Conference Finals. I pity the fool that don't respect love. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. I pity the fool. That doesn't know that love's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Mr. T has no weaknesses. Shut up, second period. I'm Mr. Low T. <laughs>
<laughs> Mr. T Pills. <laughs> What's love got to do? Got to do with it. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> got to do. Got to do with it. Our pit of the fools got low testosterone. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Our pit of the fool that can't get action in bed because he's got past do, the age of 35. Got to do with it. <laughs> Our pit of the fool who's low energy because he's now past his prime. <laughs> There's the chicken wing. There's the chicken wing. Oh, get it up. That's from the last Rangers game. <laughs> Everyone makes these noises. It's last fine. <laughs> Whew. Hey, 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 hey. Got to do with it. <laughs> Just for the record, that was all from Marash. <laughs> Yeah, the guy that sings. That guy. Uh, where were we? Oh, basketball. The Western Conference Finals didn't seem possible for the Lakers for most of the season, but here they are. LeBron and company in Denver getting ready for game one tonight. I mean, every experience is different, you know, so, you know, Memphis and, and, and GS is behind us. Now our focus is on Denver, and we can't go into this series saying, okay, this is what we did last series or the series before us. That's one around the bridge, so um, our challenge is upon us tomorrow night, and we've we got to be ready for it. They are literally practicing on LeBron as he speaks. Uh, these two teams last met on January 9th, so the Nuggets haven't faced this version of the Lakers, the one with Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell. Game one begins the super team version. around 8.30 Eastern, right after the draft lottery. Trace Thompson, you're the game-ending, bases-loaded walk-getting man. Three balls, two strikes, two out, bases loaded, here's the pitch. High and inside ball four, and the Dodgers indeed walk it off. That's Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio, and that's how L.A. finally beat Minnesota in 12 innings, 9-8. The Dodgers led 5-1 and 7-6 during regulation, had to score in the 10th to extend the game and again finally win in the 12th. Over in the AL, the Astros wasted an early 4-0 lead before beating the Cubs 6-4. The Braves hit five two-run homers in a 12-0 route in Texas. And the Mariners rolled through Fenway 10-1. They've won 10 of 14. And the number one high school football recruit in the class of 2024, that's QB Dylan Rayola, has made his second college choice. He is now going to Georgia after originally committing to Ohio State, decommitting back in December. And yes, he is the son of former old lineman Dominic Rayola. Mm. DA, back to you. Okay. Thank you, folks. When we come back here on the show, we were talking about the television contracts of college football for the SEC. They went from CBS to ESPN. The Big Ten now will have games on CBS. We have the first big prime time game released in the Big Ten. We'll tell you what it is coming up next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. More laughs per capita than any other sports radio show. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. DA with you on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to the show on your phone. That's right. You can check us out using the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. 
We've got the first big game for the college football season in prime time with a new Big Ten CBS deal. That big one, the signature CBS 3.30 time slot, Eastern time. We'll have those big games. The first one is actually going to be a prime time game. And this one is Saturday, September 23rd. When Iowa travels to Penn State, it's going to be a white-out game for Penn State, which is always an amazing visual, and Iowa's going to be there. That's an 8 p.m. Eastern kickoff. So the Big Ten on CBS schedule officially begins week one, September the 2nd. More games, obviously, will be announced. And then we've got that 3.30 window that used to be the SECs as well that is now going to be the Big Tens, but that primetime game, Iowa-Penn State, should certainly be a great visual. Obviously, Happy Valley is always a a wonderful backdrop for a game. The whiteout is even doubly awesome, and Iowa brings in, obviously, a a pretty good team as well. I think the issue just with the Big Ten is it's hard to find the the amount of marquee matchups that CBS used to have with the SEC. Almost every week, there was a pretty titanic tilt in the SEC. It's much harder in in the Big Ten. The Big Ten, clearly every game that Ohio State plays in matters, but you're not going to highlight Ohio State-Maryland or Ohio State-Nebraska or Ohio State-Rutgers or Northwestern. Those, those Those don't usually register the same way. Ohio State-Michigan only happens once. So you have three schools that no matter what, they're always going to resonate Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And then you have to hope Iowa's good and doesn't score like three points a game and their best offensive weapon's a punter. You have to hope that Michigan State is good because those games then, they add another contender that matters. It would be great if Nebraska ever got good again. Maybe they will with Matt Rule, but that seems to be a ways away before they're a team that you want to watch. You have to watch. So the Big Ten is always going to have big contracts because they're in massive markets. Wisconsin's a good team. Wisconsin becomes interesting as well, especially when they're really good at the top. But it's just it's harder to find a lot of the marquee matchups. But the thing is, the Big Ten's also these massive state schools with huge audiences in big cities. Chicago's a massive Big Ten town. Milwaukee, Cleveland, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, these are big markets. Cincinnati, big markets, big schools, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, that have big audiences, then big state schools that go along with it. So the Big Ten rates pretty well, which is why the contract rates pretty well. Makes a lot of money because of the audience, but you do need to find those marquee matchups for the prime time slots and The first one we got is Penn State and Iowa in the whiteout game, September 23rd. When we come back on the show, let's do some basketball. Plus, NFL fans are not going to like a new playoff twist. It's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 